0: We're underway at the corner of Carnegie and Ontario. Oh, James! Go, James! Goal, James! the to Curry, back to the up to the line! Oh, blocked by James! Here we go, Brownies! Here we go!
1: Woo, woo! Here we go, Brownies! Here we go!
0: Woo. Cleveland! This is for you! Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Mad Dog Pod. I'm Nate. I'm Gabe. And I'm Andrew. Today, we're going to be doing what we've been doing for the past couple of episodes. We're going to break down and analyze the game against the Cowboys last Sunday, and then preview the upcoming game against the Colts. Um, So we can start with the game against the Cowboys in Dallas. This was a pretty big game for us this year. Um, It was one of those games going into it where it seemed like it was going to be a game where the Browns could prove that they were a real team in the league, and then the Browns would lose, and we'd all be disappointed. But Our offense showed up. We won 49-38. to Um, Defensively, obviously, there were issues if we gave up 38 points. But we were pretty dominant for the majority of the game. Um, And when they had the comeback scare towards the end, we were able to shut it down, which was good to see. Um, I saw a stat recently that the past two teams to put up like – I think it was more than 45 points against the Cowboys. Both made the Super Bowl a little bit of – Uh, random stat but one that can get us excited our offense is clearly um, going to carry us through games
2: yeah it was great to see our offense in that game put up 49 points like imagine you know last year or two years ago you'd say that you know looking ahead that we'd be able to put up 49 points on an nfl team you'd be like what are you talking about with you know deshaun kaiser or You know, Baker Mayfield as our quarterbacks. Like, really? But here we are. You know, we have a great offense. Even with Nick Chubb getting injured in that game, like, we still put up 49 points on the board. And Kareem Hunt really stepped up. Odell Beckham Jr. had an amazing game. Uh, And, I mean, Baker was all right. But, you know, it was just a great overall game from the offense.
1: Yeah, that first half was like – the best Browns football I've seen, I think I've ever seen. Like, yeah. probably, at least in a long time. I haven't seen them play that good, especially live.
0: Yeah, we I scored, we that scored 24 points in the second quarter.
1: Yeah. yeah, that was, it was crazy. I mean, we were gashing them, like, running-wise. And then the, the offensive line, it's not getting a huge shout-out, but, like, the amount, like, they were pushing their defensive line so far back, like, five yards off the start so Chubb and Kareem Hunt you know Dontrell Hilliard Dearness Johnson weren't getting touched till they're about five yards from the line of scrimmage it was crazy I think the the stat was we had like 185 yards before contact that is absolutely insane
2: yeah I mean this offensive line is one of the best in the league right now especially for running like for rushing like Wyatt Teller is one of the best offensive lineman in the league right now pff he's graded number one and like is having so far one of the best seasons ever for an offensive lineman pff wise but uh like everyone has been stepping up on the line and has been performing very well and baker's even gotten great you know uh pass protection from them so like shout out to them they're a major key for this offense
0: yeah and heading into this season Wyatt Teller might have been the guy that Browns fans were most worried about on the line because, I mean, we had a one-time pro bowler, Jack Conklin coming in. We had J.C. Treader at center, Joel Batonio, who's been part of our team for a while and the staple for our offensive line. And then the other guy is – or and then Jedrick Wills out of the draft, who obviously everyone expected big things from because he was the second overall – or the second uh, offensive lineman taken, I think. Yeah. and somehow White Tower is the guy proving everyone wrong and being the best player on our offensive line. And that those five right there are set up to be one of the best offensive lines in the league for a while. And it, it's very exciting, especially considering Baker has had issues with taking too long in the pocket, dropping back too long, too many steps on his drop back. And given how strong our run game will be for the next three to four years, like we are a team to reckon with offensively, and it was exciting to see it happen, especially with Odell, who had 73 rush yards, a t- rushing touchdown, 81 receiving yards, two receiving touchdowns. Like Odell needed this game; it's gotten everyone talking about him again. And I don't—he just—he looks like Odell again, which is super exciting.
1: Also, Stefanski called a great game. Wanted to point that out. He called a great game in terms of play calling.
2: Yeah, definitely. I mean, yeah, looking at our offensive line just again, like all of these guys we have under contract through like 2023, 2024. So like it's we're going to have a good offensive line for many years to come. It's going to be great.
0: Yeah, um otherwise offensively, um I mean, we've talked about it already. Our offense was dominant Kareem Hunt and Odell combined for five touchdowns in the game. Baker did what he's been doing at least in the past three games. And he uh like it's been pretty efficient. He only threw for like 165 yards, two touchdowns, but that's what we're expecting from him at this point, especially when our run game is this strong. Um, another quick shout out Jarvis Landry, every time we see him throw a football, he's like insane at it. Like Honestly, we tweeted it out. I think he's a better quarterback throwing-wise than Lamar Jackson, the MVP. He's got an amazing arm. I don't know what it is, but, like, we've seen him throw two, like, 40-yard dimes to Odell in the past year. And, obviously, like, it's a one-time thing. He tweeted out after the game that he blew his arm out throwing that. But I love seeing him. I'm
1: pretty sure he beat Lamar Jackson out last year in the, like, accuracy competition. Lamar Jackson
0: got one point. Jarvis Landry got six. Von Miller beat Lamar Jackson in the Pro Bowl Accuracy Challenge. But mm-hmm. obviously that means, like, nothing for how good of a quarterback you are.
1: As good as our offensive offense was, maybe the biggest story, though, coming out of that game offensive-wise was Nick Chubb going down. I mean, I was really worried. I mean, it's better than what I was, like, fearing. Because when he first went down, like, he was rolling around in pain. Like, he, was, he immediately threw his helmet off, was ripping his gloves off. I thought he – and he had a history of ACL tears. I mm-hmm. thought he might have retorn his ACL. But luckily yeah. it's just an – it's still, like, not good. But luckily it's just an MCL injury. and He's only going to be out for six weeks. So that's encouraging considering what I thought it was at the, during the play.
2: Yeah. I mean, looking at Nick Chubb, he has a uh, deep uh, injury history back at Georgia – I mean, he was, like, the best running back in the country at one point. Got a knee injury and, like, had knee – he's had multiple knee surgeries, I believe, and he's he's had a pretty rough uh, football career when it comes to injuries. And the fact that, like, he hasn't had a major injury yet for us, like, that's been awesome. Uh, it's It's glad – or I'm glad to see that, like, He hasn't gotten a major injury yet, but, like, seeing him go down like this, it was sort of a scare. Like, oh, geez, like, this is what we've been worried about from him. Like, hopefully it doesn't, you know, something doesn't re-tear or something like that. But, I mean, yeah, it's not as bad as we thought immediately. I saw him, like, rolling around in pain, and I was like, oh, geez, here we go. But, you know, he got up on his own, walked off on his own, and I was like, okay, maybe it, it won't be that bad. You know he'll be out for a while, but we have Kareem Hunt who look at you know him in Kansas City when he was the number one running back there, like he was one of the best running backs in the league and really put that offense into a higher tier and yeah, he led
1: the NFL in rushing when he was in like, yeah yeah he
2: was he was great with them, and we do have dearness Johnson and Dontrell Hilliard, and we've seen from both of them now like great spurts of like you know. Running and I, I mean, r- the running back position has just kind of become that, like, you know, fill in role. But like, these guys are good and we can use them and we can still have the best running attack in the league.
0: Yeah. Shout out to Dearness Johnson. He had 13 carries in the game after Chubb went down for 95 yards. So averaging like 7.5 ish yards per carry, which is insane. uh That's the numbers that Kareem Hunt has been putting up this season, basically. And like, If he can be close to what even like half of what Kareem Hunt was when Nick Chubb was the main guy, I'm not worried about our run game waiting for Nick Chubb to get back healthy. Like he can fill in the void. He showed this week that he's a dominant runner.
2: And with that said, we can now transition into probably the worst side of the game, which was our defense letting up 38 points to the, you know, a really good uh Dallas Cowboys offense, you know, keep that in mind. But it was really tough to see uh Andrew Sandejo, who we've trashed on um a lot on this podcast. Uh he let up 21 points by himself in that game. And watching it happen three times, him just letting up a touchdown was very frustrating, even though we were winning the game. But what do you guys what do you guys think about him and how that game went defensively overall.
0: I mean, I think we've roasted Sandejo enough. But no, at, least, have, at least at least, heading to. into that game, I was like, yeah, we're kind of killing this. Like, we're going overboard on it. He needs to be gone. Like, the first half of that game, both their first touchdowns were his fault. He, he just, like, he doesn't belong on a NFL football field. He was the game captain, and he was the worst player
1: on the Browns. I mean, I can't – like, they literally were just targeting him. Like, they just went – like, Prescott was like, C.D. Lamb's on him. Let's go to him. Amari Cooper's on him. Let's go to him. We have him out in the flat for some reason, because even though he's a effing safety, he's playing out in the flat for some reason. I I just – you know, and there was also, like, the encouraging thing – I won't – like, Sadejo is obviously the worst part of the defense, but the defense I don't think played – as bad. I mean, they played pre-event defense in the fourth quarter quarter, and let them rack up a bunch of yards. Like, we've seen every defense do that with the Cowboys, but the thing is is that we could have had so many more turnovers. Like, there were so many dropped interceptions we had. Ronnie Harrison had one. I think Sandejo had one. And also, as much as we crapped on Sandejo, he did have that fumble. Um, He did force that fumble, so that was a big moment. But also, like, our stars performed. Miles Garrett was big. Again, got his third strip sack of the year. Was uh, amazing. Denzel Ward ended the game yep. with that interception. So, like, it's good to see that even while some other guys aren't performing, our stars are stepping up and they're playing like Pro Bowlers.
0: Yeah. Miles Garrett, as of right now, is a lot of analysts' favorite to win Defensive Player of the Year, or like if they had to give the award out they would give it to him right now. I saw that in an ESPN report this week because he's been dominant. He leads the league in sacks created, sacks, uh, forced fumbles. He has two fumble recovered off of his three strip sacks. He also leads the league in, I think it's like forced incompletions um, because of his pressure and also tipping balls at the line. And he's just been dominant and what we've really come to expect from him. I saw a funny tweet Uh, yesterday that was like miles garrett has three levels as a football player injured suspended and dominant and as long as he doesn't get hurt and he doesn't do anything stupid on the field he'll be one of the best defensive players in the league and he's been showing that so far this year
1: also he's not getting called for offside penalties
0: anymore it's amazing or roughing the passers he actually knows to not fall on top of the quarterback when he sacks him now because now he just goes for the ball which I yeah. like more.
2: <laughs> Speaking of penalties on the line, did they just not call false starts anymore? Oh, there my were,
1: God. Oh, <laughs> that was...
2: Third and fourth quarter of that game, there were multiple times when the Cowboys, the whole line moved and the ball didn't, and there was no false start. And, I mean, Miles Garrett even tweeted it out afterwards, like, did they just not call false starts anymore? Like, I mean, that we was, were screaming in crazy. the
1: stands, dude. We were yeah. screaming in the stands for false starts.
2: Yeah, that was that was ridiculous. Um, other than that, uh, the, the defensive line for us is, you know, that's the strongest part of our defense and it continues to step up week in and week out. Uh, like Sheldon Richardson has been pretty good. Larry Ogunjobi has been really good. Miles Garrett, one of the best players in the league so far for, on defense. And, uh, just a lot of great defensive plays from the line. We contained Zeke, which was Pretty good. He only had twelve carries for fifty-four yards. Like he didn't have as many carries because you know they were passing the ball all, the whole second half. But like we did a great job on him. um But yeah, that was definitely the strong suit of our defense. Moving on to like the passing game, though, like we let Amari Cooper have twelve receptions for a hundred and thirty-four yards. So I mean, I could, like Terrence Mitchell was on him a lot. He still is pretty average and can let up, like, stars, star wide receivers. Like, he can just let them dominate him, which is tough to see. And then we were struggling to cover Dalton Schultz a lot, too. We let him get a lot of huge gains. And, uh, I mean, we just have so many small guys in coverage that, like, we can't cover tight ends. Ravens game couldn't cover a tight end. Cincinnati couldn't cover a tight end. Uh even against Washington. I can't even remember who it was, but their tight end beat us like a couple times and got a touchdown off of it. And I mean, uh Is it Logan know, That's definitely a struggle know. for us so far this year. Yeah. And we need to try and step that up. But I, I don't I, know I, I don't know if
1: we can step it up though. I like is it just a personnel thing?
2: We I think can- it has a lot of a lot to do with our size, you know, in the secondary. I mean, Carl Joseph is like pretty, you know, he's pretty sizable. And then our linebackers. I mean, by the
1: way, Carl Joseph didn't practice today.
2: Yeah, I saw. We have a couple guys out, and for and a couple guys questionable. Should, Carl Joseph is questionable for the game.
1: We should get greedy back, right?
2: Yeah. Uh, no, he's out for the Colts game. Which, I, don't I mean know. Speaking of which. We can move into the Colts game now, probably. Yeah. Uh, they have the number two rushing defense in the league. They are without uh, Darius Leonard, however. He's going to be out for the game. Oh, and also Anthony uh, Castan- Costanzo, however you say his name, is going to be out. That will help our defensive line, definitely. Um, but we have the number one rushing attack. So, like, two, you know, hard-hitting teams, you know, one offensive one defensive going at each other uh, this coming Sunday. It's going to be a, a real test for us. Uh, it's going to be a test for them as well. And I'd like to see this number one running core do its thing against a really good rushing defense. What do you yeah. think?
0: Yeah, uh, to be fair, oh. um, their stats probably are a little bit padded because they've played the Jaguars, Vikings. Vikings are good at running, but the Vikings got behind really early in the game, so they had to pass. Um, Jets and Bears, who aren't the greatest offensive teams in the league, they all either have horrendous quarterbacks or a horrendous running game. Um, But then again, our rushing stats can be padded by the three teams we've played in our last three games, because besides the Ravens, we've been playing pretty trash defenses. Um, For the game... Looking back on my prediction from our episode where we predicted everything, I said we would win 21 14. Um, I think, just like that Cowboys game, this is going to be another statement game for us that if we win, like if we win this, we are putting our name out there. It helps us a lot in terms of wild card spot if we win this, because the wild card spots are probably going to be the Steelers. And then competition between us, Colts, Patriots, or Bills. Um, but I, I think we can win this game. Um, I think their defensive injuries will help us. And as long as we don't fall behind, we should be running the ball well.
1: Yeah, like the Browns, sort of, their defensive line is pretty good. Um, but the thing, the thing that really makes their rushing defense really good is they have guys like Darius Leonard. And other linebackers who come up and plug those holes after the first assignments of the defensive line, like they make a good amount of tackles. Like Darius Leonard usually is in the top amount of tackles because he tackles a lot of running backs in the rushing game. Um, but I think I predicted a blowout. Like I don't, I don't see how the Colts are very good. Like the defense, we, I think we're either near the top or we're leading the NFL in turnovers.
0: We're leading right now.
1: Yeah, we're leading the NFL in turn- turnovers. And, again, we're facing Philip Rivers, who I think is not that good. Um, and he turns the ball over a good amount. He throws interceptions. Um, the thing we have to do is we have to contain Jonathan Taylor, who is their running back right now after Marlon Mack went out, contain Jonathan Taylor, and force Philip Rivers to throw the ball. It's weird to say force Philip Rivers to beat you because previously – In previous years, that wouldn't work because he would just beat you because he was good. But he's not that good now. And he's prone to making mistakes. And if we can win the turnover battle again, like we've done in most of our games, I think we should win the game pretty handily.
2: Yeah, I think a big thing for us, we need to get ahead early, definitely. Uh, Which, I mean, we've been doing as of late. And that's sort of like, I don't know, maybe it's a little obvious. for a game plan for us, great rushing t- attack for uh, for this team. But, like, if we can just force them out of their running game and force them, like Gabe said, to throw the ball, Phillip Rivers, I mean, I think Jack Doyle is going to have a field day against us. But uh, T.Y. Hilton hasn't had above 100 yards receiving since 2015, okay? Like, they don't have is great – ser- Is that real? Yeah, that's real. Since Andrew Luck was his quarterback, he hasn't had an above 100-yard receiving game since 2015. You know, they're without Paris Campbell, he's on the IR. Zach Pascal's all right. And Darius Fountain's their third wide receiver. So, I mean, we just got to contain them. Their offense isn't that great. They still have Quentin Nelson, which will be tough for uh, Sheldon Richardson. But Costanzo's out. They have Chaz Green starting. Like, we should still be able to get to them. Um, I expect us to win this game. On paper, it looks pretty good. But, like, the Colts can step it up at any moment. Uh, without Darius Leonard, that's huge for us. Uh, but also, Frank I see Rick's us, a, Rick's I see a us great winning coach. the game by, uh, like, an okay amount. I know the Colts are favored, though. So, yeah, we'll see.
1: Frank Reich's a great coach, though. Like, he was the, the offensive coordinator when – Carson Wentz was, like, actually good. Like, he's a great coach, and he is an offensive genius, honestly. Like, he will get them going. And he will probably – like, you know, Ezekiel Elliott did burn us for some big runs during that Cowboys game. I wouldn't be surprised to see Jonathan Taylor burn us for a couple big runs because, like, their offensive line is really good. They're easily the best offensive line we face coming up to this point. I think they're definitely better than the Ravens, and they're better than Washington and um, Dallas. And And Bengals. Obviously the Bengals. I'm not (laughs) even going to mention the Bengals. They're so atrocious with their offensive line play. But it's going to be really interesting to see. This game will come down to who wins the battle in the trenches, who's going to win those line matchups. And it needs to be us if we're going to have a chance in this game to,
2: to win. Yeah, yeah. On, on that note, uh, Larry Ogunjobi is out for Sunday as well. We have Vincent Taylor starting, I believe. Uh, that's definitely going to hurt us. But Adrian Claiborne is questionable as well. So hopefully, definitely can. a big factor for injuries here.
0: Yeah, their offense is pretty interesting this year. Um, They're pretty much half and half split on passing and rushing. They've ran the ball six more times than they've passed. But even their run game hasn't been as efficient as you'd expect. Um, they've had 131 rush attempts for 461 yards, which you do the math, that's only three and a half yards per carry, which I mean, compared to our offense is pretty below average. And after the Marlon Mack injury, um, Jonathan Taylor has been has to take a lot of the workload for their offense. Um, he has 250 of their 450 rush yards, and he has by far the most attempts, well over double everyone else. So I think the key to this game is definitely going to be slowing down Jonathan Taylor, forcing the ball into Philip Rivers' hands, who's been somewhat inefficient this year and prone to throwing interceptions. But I, I'm not too worried about their run game. Um, they do probably have the best, if not one of the best, offensive lines in the league. But... I think we have enough weapons on our defensive line to suppress that, especially given how they've ran in the past week. Now I think we all can just make predictions for the game. Um, As I said, I predicted it to be 21-14 at the start of the um, season. I think I'm going to stick with that. I think we're going to win this game. I'll probably keep the same score, 21-14. I think it will be relatively low scoring, especially compared to our past games. Um, I'm expecting it to be, like, almost entirely rushing this game. Both teams just trying to win the battle in the trenches like Gabe and Andrew said. But hopefully I'm right and we come out on top. I don't care how many, how little or as how much we score.
1: Yeah, and our season preview, I predicted us to blow out the Colts because I didn't think they'd be that good. They're better than I expected. I expect it to be a close game, um, and I, I agree with you. I don't expect it to be high-scoring like against Dallas. Like, 24 is what I'm expecting. That's what I think.
2: Yeah, I mean, looking at these two uh, matchups, a bad offense against a bad defense and a good offense against a good defense, it should be close. Um, and, I mean, it really could go either way. Like, I know on paper a lot of people think it's going to okay. be a low-scoring game, but I could see us putting up, like, 30-something points on them and – I could also see them putting up 30 something points on us. So if we
1: put up 30 points, that'd be a real, real big statement.
2: Yeah, definitely. Like I think our offense is definitely one of the elite offenses. offensive offenses right now, definitely. Uh, Kevin Stefanski is awesome right now.. Messiah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so I think it's a close game, definitely. I could see us winning like 28 to 23, something like that. Something really close. But, uh, yeah, I'm just really hoping for a W.
0: Get to 4-1, and one and, yeah. With that, we'll wrap up this episode. As you all heard, we all predicted a low-scoring Browns win. Hopefully, that's what ends up happening. Um, I think this would definitely be a statement win if we did win, especially if we put up points on their defense. Make sure you check us out on Instagram and Twitter at Mad Dog Pod. We live tweet from games. We tweet throughout the week. Really any Cleveland news updates and even stuff around just sports in the world. We tweet about, give our opinion, ask for yours. So just get in on the conversation and let us know what you think about our episodes and about our takes.
1: Yeah. Also, make sure to like and rate and subscribe to our podcast on Podbean. Uh, Apple Podcasts and Spotify, and share it with a couple Browns fans, Indians fans, Cavs fans, or just sports fans in general.
0: Thank you for listening, and we'll catch you on the next episode.